Hello, and welcome to the first ever The Green 3 podcast, where we go through three news articles from the last week that are environmentally friendly, sustainable, or socially responsible. Um, So the first article that I'll be talking about um, is titled Adidas by Stella McCartney, Pilots Recyclable Hoodie and Biodegradable Dress. Uh, This article was published July 8th. 2019. Uh, it was written by Chloe Street, and it was posted on the Evening Standard. Uh, so we'll just go through a couple, couple quotes. A quick overview first, though. Um, this is about obviously uh, sustainable fashion in a uh, collaboration with Adidas um, by Stella McCartney um, to produce sustainable. A sustainable hoodie and a sustainable dress. Um, so here, are the, here are some of the quotes. Um, unveiled two uh, prototype products for Adidas collect for her Adidas collection that, if mass produced, could provide the answers to to the issue. The issue, of course, being the very unsustainable nature of fashion um being one of the worst um polluters in the entire world by industry um the next quote is the first uh this is this is talking about the um the products the first the product uh the infinite hoodie is the world's first fully recyclable hoodie made in partnership with textile innovation company Ivernu. The performance garment is made using 60% new cycle NUCYCL fiber, a material made using the threads from old garments, and 40% organic cotton that has been diverted from landfills. So, of course, that's talking about the hoodie. Um, don't know like much on. Uh, new cycle. I haven't heard about it until this article. Um, I'm interested in see the durability um, because that's part of the worry, taking threads from old garments and all that. But it sounds like a good mix, um, and hopefully the organic cotton is is grown um, well in terms of water use because a lot of I mean you can be organic uh, and not use pesticides, but you can also just use a lot of water. So hopefully that has been put into use for the organic cotton. Uh, the next one um, is more about infinite hoodies. Currently just 50 infinite hoodies have been made and gifted to Adidas VIPs and influencers, but there's nothing to say they won't hit the production lines soon. So this seems to be just the prototype, obviously. Hopefully they get them out and mass produce them soon. Um, I don't know on if we go back to the new cycle, if the 60% that is made from threads from old garments, if that has to be a particularly like not as used or, or what, um, but they might have an issue with mass producing if there's a certain quality standard that those are old garments. So maybe they're stacking up on them, but again, um, don't know much that much on new cycle. Um, and then the, the last quote is about the dress. 
the second product, Adidas by Stella McCartney, uh, has debuted is a prototype biofabric tennis dress created in partnership with Bolt Threads, a company that specializes in bioengineered sustainable materials and fibers. The tennis dress is the first of its kind made with cellulose blended yarn and microsilk, a protein-based material that is made with renewable ingredients like water, sugar, and yeast, and has the ability to fully biodegrade at the end of its life. So this sounds awesome. Um, again, there's no mention of will this come to be in terms of a product people can buy, or maybe it's just a prototype. Of, I mean, assuming it's just a prototype of this thing, but um, with micro silk um, being made from water, sugar, and yeast, I would be interested to know in how much water for. Um, equals a dress of microsilk and then they compare that to cotton just because water use is a huge issue within the fashion industry and a lot of other industries um and i also like to know how long until it fully biodegrades in the dress um but it sounds awesome you know a, a lot of positives in this article um and in this dress uh, I know these are only prototypes, but hopefully they can get them like they um, did with Parlay and continue doing with Parlay onto uh, mainstream manufacturing. All right, on to the second article. This is kind of just a cool one. I know there's been lots of debate, re- not debate, but um, mentions of the noise that aquatic animals, um, marine animals get from boats and how boats are really bad. Um, and that's been in the news recently, which is why I picked this article. Uh, so second article is called 262 foot long mega yacht artifact. A R T E F A C T combines disruptive technology, distinctive design and environmental consciousness. Uh, so this was posted July 10th. Um, by Bill Springer, and it was posted on Forbes. Um, so the, the new yacht to be launched by company Nobis, Nobis Krug, um, who has made several large yachts in the past. Um, the owner's quest to have a 262-foot-long uh, yacht that was capable of silent operation and maximum stability was the driving force behind the concept because um, that was the only quote. But this is because, obviously, of all the debate recently of what to do uh, with boats and how to regulate them so that um, the sound doesn't disturb the marine life um, as much. There's a video that I watched or maybe it was part of Blue Ocean or whatever BBC produces evolving the ocean. Um, like Blue Blue Planet, maybe? Yeah. Uh, okay, this is besides the point of clownfish um, with a fake predator by them talk um, constantly. Like, and you can hear the chatter through um, the microphones that they had underwater. But when a boat came over, they stopped that immediately. 
because they couldn't uh, communicate over the vibrations and therefore are more likely to be caught by a predator um, due to the lack of safety systems. So this is why it's a huge issue. Um, it's just causing a lot of animals um, in the water to not behave appropriately um, with warning signs and, and just all that. Um, and how loud the noise is. Uh, next one. So many traditional aspects of super routes have been challenged and reimagined in this design to create an unprecedented experience while minimizing impact on fragile marine ecosystems. The next one is is the first it is the first hi hybrid super yacht to have a DC bus batteries and variable speed diesel electric ABB pod propulsion system. This new system offers high higher efficiency and lower emissions as well as lower noise and vibration. Together with this advanced dynamic positioning system, this hybrid super yacht can hold its position to maximize guest experience and comfort even without the use of an anchor, which protects sensitive C4. So here's the three things that help the environment right here. You can keep it in place without use of anchor, which is great, especially in coralized areas and other areas, again, that has a sensitive sea floor, like the article said. Lower emissions. Um, yachts and boats have a really high um, emission rate um, and are very plutive in terms of the vehicles. And, of course, as the main point in this article, lower noise and vibration, which is all great to hear that it's not only solely focused on lower noise and vibration, but also these um, other two points. Uh, on top of that, the next one goes on to say, the use of solar panels and a large battery uh, storage system that allows the ship to operate for a limited time with no internal combustion engines operating at all. An innovative diesel electric Easy pod propulsion system developed by ABB combined with dynamic positioning that can hold position without dropping anchor to protect uh, sensitive sea floor and custom six blade propellers designed to minimize noise and vibration while maximizing performance and efficiency. So, the last thing we get here is that they use solar, solar panels to recharge parts of the large battery at least, and they can run at least right now for a minimum time on that battery that is powered by solar panels so all that is great um i mean of course this is only one yacht and there's so many boats in the ocean that are um doing harm by loud noises to the marine life as well as um just polluting with the amount of gas they use and all that but this is a step small step most step um and the last article is called Sustainability's Next Big Advantage, Revenue Quality. Uh, this was also published July 10th by Rob Day and also on Forbes. Um, so first quote, uh, revenue quality is basically um, the amount of revenue that can be projected um in the future um, with like a, a relative like guarantee of, of the revenue that'll pull in. 
is the basics, what I've, what I've gathered. Uh, so we'll go to the first quote here. Not only have renewables and other sustainability solutions strengthened their operational track record along the way and attracted more following among the financial industry, fossil fuel-based projects in particular are seeing their under underwritably erode, underwritability erode. Um, so this is kind of just saying um, that sustainable and renewable solutions um, are becoming stronger, especially with um, the length that they've been around and all the all the um, evolutions of the technology and improvements and all that. Um, so they're being becoming stronger and stronger as the time goes along, which makes sense because that means they become um, they've been around longer and all that. Uh, next quote. An often underappreciated aspect for project funders evaluating an investment opportunity is revenue quality. Ideally, a pro as a project investor, you want to see that the project will have highly predictable revenues associated with it, paid by highly reliable off-takers for as long as a duration as possible. So this is what I was talking about, revenue quality. They just explain it, so I just put it in there. Of course, <clears throat> for a better definition. Uh, next one, thus it seems more important, no, thus it seems important uh, that revenue quality appears to have been declining for si significant portions of the fossil fuel universe. So this meaning that um, the predictable revenues are getting less and less as more people are thinking about renewables and sustainable um, solutions and as they've gotten stronger and as there's been more pushback against fossil fuel, which is huge because one of the, one of the what I think one of the main factors that will that pushes so many people is money, um, and a lot of people didn't go into renewables and, and sustainable solutions because of the price that it has, and and the it wasn't tested enough, so it wasn't as reliable. Oh, that's what people were thinking, obviously, but it really revolves around money. But as investors are seeing that more. More and more, that sustainable and re uh, renewable solutions are better in terms of revenue quality. We'll start seeing that switch at the higher level, which will hopefully drop it down to the lower level, and everyday consumers will start using it more. Um, these these sustainability solutions, uh, the next quote, these sustainability solutions, and thus their markets have the potential to be inherently more predictable than the incumbent extraction-based markets. They are capturing. Uh, they are capturing share form. Uh, so again, this is sustainability solutions versus fossil fuel solutions, um, and obviously more predictable. Um, and then the final quote is: "This is a potentially huge and underappreciated benefit for entrepreneurs, project developers." And financiers of sustainability, as the revenue quality of such projects become increasingly proven, it will help attract even more mainstream capital to these sectors. Uh, this basically backs up what I was saying. Um, it was, I think, the biggest quote here showing that through revenue quality um, and showing people who obviously look for money and just invest in, in, in projects um, to gain capital and, and long-term investments and all that, that 
um, that sustainable and renewable solutions are going to be the, the future um, and are even becoming stronger and stronger. And once the revenue quality for them is at a certain point, we'll see almost all of the mainstream capital start reverting to that over fossil fuels. I mean, of course, you're going to have um, companies and, and some countries kind of focusing still on fossil fuels because there's so many um people investing in it because it's been such a long-standing business on how to get energy as well as countries who mainly rely on fossil fuels to grow their economy um but hopefully um for sakes of them and our planet they see that the revenue quality um and potential revenue is is higher and more reliable therefore um economic drops due to um, fossil fuel prices and all that. Um, so some of the countries we've seen are so relied on fossil fuels that when fossil fuels drop, then their economy drops and that has an effect on hundreds of thousands and, and possibly millions of people. Um, and as, as revenue quality, again, becomes stronger for the sustainability and the sustainable and uh, renewable uh, solutions that therefore the economy will have um, a stronger and more stable uh, growth or decline, obviously, depending on the market. And it's not all based around energy, but you get the point. Um, all right. I just want to thank you guys for coming along for the first episode of Two Rings, The Green Three. Um, sorry, that's a little bit of a choppy episode. First episode, hopefully cleaning it up next week. Thank you for joining us um, and see you next time. Bye.